Okay, we're plugged in for Tuesday 13th, February 2024 for the Crest Files podcast with Adam, author and researcher Shannon Rowan is back on the podcast with me today to uh, reconnect and uh, discover more of Shannon's great work and uh, to continue forward and keep the conversation rolling, which is fantastic. Any new listeners uh, that um, hear this podcast, because there are, um, Shannon, they, they, they come in all the time and it does go out in the feed. Uh, please get over to the original source, crasfiles.com. That's my website. I run it here alone in Sydney, Australia and check the podcast out there as well. And also if you're interested in any more, because Shannon and I have been going on for years now, um, chatting yeah. and, and we've been talking about, um, your work, your books, everything, um, there so if, if folks are interested in and and miss those please go to crestfiles.com everything's up there it's a great storehouse and um i'm posting all the time over there all the latest articles and things and and podcasts and stuff and go back and have a listen to our podcast that we have done we can't go back and go over things so um shannon can m- mention her books and everything um, but please go back and have a listen, and they're all out on the RSS feed over on iTunes and everywhere. There's heaps of podcasting platforms now picking up all our podcasts. They suck them out, and that's good. Um, as we keep going, I, I've been here since 2015, yapping away. Uh, so that's pretty cool to be to be continuing with with, with all the fear mongering and all the scary stuff going on and the censorship and oh, they're going to get us. Um, I, I don't care. Uh, we're still talking, and that's the important thing, and I'll just keep going, and uh, that's really cool. So, uh, you know, uh, I went through last year and Christmas, and, and and we're still going this year. I'm sure John will be on soon to continue our work there, and Shannon will be um, keep coming on to uh, discuss her work and everything. So fantastic to have uh, you here, Shannon. Thanks so much for your children's book that you sent. Uh, that's yeah. wonderful. We've been loving that. Such a great story. We could chat about that before we close up. We want to mention the books. Okay. Um, yeah. And um, we will uh, move forward. I think, um, well, I will say this. Uh, I will say this uh, for folks out there. Um, if you get on the website and you click on the links for the podcast, uh, I do make them pretty nice anyway. Because if you're listening to the podcast out on the RSS feed, it's good to go back to the source because I put up all of Shannon's um, info to get the books for the Australian store and US store and just all her information and website. So um, that would be, that's a good place to uh, find all that and uh, contact as well. And if you would like support to support the Crest Files, that is over on Buy Me A Coffee. That's it. I don't sell any T-shirts, caps, <laughs> anything. Um, no ads, no pop-up ads, no Google ads, no advertisements, nothing. I just have some members who want to want to help me uh, keep it all running year to year. And I'm podcasting over there all the time for uh, the members over Buy Me A Coffee. The banners are up on the website. And so just check those out and contact me through the website anytime with any questions. Um, Shannon, uh, obviously we move forward, but you did mention vitamins. This is very interesting to me. We don't have a lot of time like we normally do today, so we'll get right into it and see how you are. But it just interests me because I sent you a link there and it came through to me the other night and I do a Nightwatch podcast for the members and I covered this in detail. And I also broke down what I was thinking on it, looking right. at um, these 
vitamin supplements and vitamin C. We've been taking this recently for things. Now it's given me a whole different perspective <laughs> on all of yeah. this. And it's, I find it quite shocking and terrifying, to be honest, when I read that. Yeah. I sent it through to you. Um, and I, I basically, I understand oh, that it's yeah. not going to be a comfortable subject for people because they, yeah. you, 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 you believe in it so much and I get it. I've had them for years. I know I'm in the same boat. I'm a hypocrite because I take them. All I'm saying is that I looked into some information recently and on other shows and it kind of freaked me out a little bit about this supplement industry because in Australia it is, it's massive. And I kind of think, wow, you know, there's walls. And I mean walls of supplements in all the supermarkets now. I'm thinking, ah, and uh, in all the chemists. I mean, half the chemists or more than half the chemist warehouses in Australia are like supplements now. And I started getting a little bit suspect thinking, well, what's going on here? What are they doing for me? I don't really feel any change. Anyway, I broke that shocking article down for the members on the on the, on the, on the Crows Files um, Nightwatch podcast. And I just covered my two cents on it. Um, this is obviously concerning you and may take hold in some of your upcoming work. I know you've written about it and studied it a lot. How are you going? And, and, and let's, um, let's talk about this subject today because it's not something I hear too much on independent media podcasts or anything. It just kind of gets brushed aside and you brought it up mm -hmm. and I thought, that's triggered me. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you found the same Substack I did. Same one? <laughs> I was yeah. You found the same Substack um, article. So I read that C one as well. I didn't realize you just reported on it. It's funny timing. But I also, I don't know if you read the one he did on vitamin D and B12. Those are excellent as well. So um, yeah, that Substack is called Chemtrails. So just go to Chemtrails Substack and you will find a lot of amazing articles there. I don't know who this guy is. He's got some, you know, alias. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure it's a he because he mentioned he was a bodybuilder and that's and he was taking, you know, gobs of supplements and vitamins. And then he finally something kind of light bulb moment happened and he started to wonder and look into like what's actually in these things he had never questioned before. And that's kind of where a lot of us are. Like we haven't questioned this. We've questioned a lot of other things. We've questioned vaccines. We've questioned pharmaceutical companies, et cetera. But guess what? Pharmaceutical companies are manufacturing vitamins. Um, and a lot of these brand names we've trusted because they have these nice labels and they look like they're in our health food stores and we think they're superior to the crappy ones, the GNC ones or whatever your brand is there in Australia at the like chemist shop, you know, the drugstore where we think, well, those are just the cheap ones. I'm getting the one that has like whole foods in it, too, but you can put like a tiny bit of a whole food in it and then you still have the synthetic chemical added or you could even just have like a food based supplement with fillers that are really dangerous. So anytime it's in a pill form, um, even if it's a capsule, the capsules use formaldehyde in the hardening process. So you're ingesting small, maybe small amounts of formaldehyde, but is it good for you? Um, do you want to take that risk? You know, is it worth it? What's actually, how much is really in this pill that's helping you? I mean, if you think about it, can you have the equivalent of eating fruits and vegetables when they're dehydrated and smashed into a tiny pill? just because it has some kind of label on it that says it has these constituents, these, um, you know, amounts of this ingredient and that ingredient. And the scientists have all broken it down for us and it's analyzed. And since it's analyzed and we can like dose, the, you know, we can use it like a drug, but like really how can that possibly replace 
eating actual vitamin, actual fruits and vegetables. He says it in the article, Shannon, as well. Like, you know, it seems stupid, but a lot of people think that they actually, in a laboratory, they'll take oranges and things and they'll break them down and they'll they'll put that. But a lot of people never question what sodium asorbate, calcium asorbate and, you know, um, asorbic acid powders are and where they're manufactured. India, China, all these things, and how that is, and what's in them, and what they really are, that it's not vitamin C, but we think it is, and then in some way it still helps, but a lot of people think that because of the the vitamin labels, the vitamin C labels will have juicy oranges on them, you know, and you kind of think maybe they're in there, and the scientists are there with their Bunsen burners and their goggles, and they're squeezing oranges, you know, into these pills, but it's not... It's not like not that, even, is it? Any, no, it's not even based on. I was just mentioning for those who are going to argue and say, "Well, I have the food-based ones." That even those food, you know, alleged food-based ones are not what you think they are. And so, I would personally, at this juncture, avoid all of those things. I mean, literally, because I've made this mistake repeatedly. Even though, because I'm chemically sensitive too, I have like norm generally shied away from synthetic vitamins. However, not realizing that they were also sneaking that into the ones I thought were not synthetic. Um, so this is where we have to be like really cautious and look into this. But yeah, it's not ha- has no relationship with like the actual foods at all. In fact, um, what's really fascinating to me and what I've really been digging into, the history of vitamin discovery is very young. You know, it's only like 100 years old. Okay. And it's very similar to like virus discovery. And it's very, and there's these same kind of players, right? So these first ones attributed with this, especially somebody by the last name Hopkins of Hopkins, Frederick Gowland Hopkins, um, got the Nobel Prize. We shared it with another chemist, and um, and he's the father, considered the father of biochemistry, right? And this was in 1929. Well, he got the you know the Nobel Prize for his contribution to like finding vitamins, right? He never actually himself isolated a vitamin. Nobody actually, just like viruses, has isolated a vitamin from the natural world. Surprise, surprise, shocking, right? They they actually assumed there was something. So this is really a funny story. I'll try to do it quickly, but. So what I've been learning about the early days of this, which is late 1800s, early 1900s, is that these esteemed men of science, you know, very um, under the influence of germ theory and the mechanistic view of biology, you know, but they were still slightly influenced by vitalism, which predated the mechanistic view that took over because they thought there was some kind of vital substance in things and foods that gave it its magical properties but they wanted to reduce it and find out what it was and kind of control it, you know, as chemists and, and with that mechanical view. So what's interesting is that vitamin comes from vital and amine. It was actually vitamin with an E at the end. And then they dropped the E because amine is like had to do with what they, the first person who discovered, supposedly discovered this thought that there was a nitrogen, I think it's nitrogen component and that's what amines are, but then it turned out there wasn't one. And so they dropped the E to be more scientific because apparently you can end a word in 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 science when it relates to a sub unknown substance. So they're admitting they don't really know what it is. You can't believe how much I've read of them saying they don't know what they're found, but they found something (laughs) and they're sure Mm. it's there and they just have to keep working on isolating it. And so what they had is a barbaric, Experiments on animals as per usual, you know, lab rats, pigeons, birds, chickens, dogs, starving them, feeding them food stuff, you know, stuff that had they made in the, the lab that was like they thought, okay, at the time they thought 
there must be just proteins, carbohydrates, fats, and salts in foods. And that's what makes up foods. So if we make that in the lab, we can then make a food and it's the same as nature, right? But then when it failed to actually when their animals all died, when they ate only the food stuff and some water, they died. They realized oh, there must be something that we missed. There must be some other thing in food that we haven't isolated and chemically reproduced that we are not seeing. So this magical something, this other thing was what they called vitamin, right? Before they could actually find out what it was. They had all these theories and they just kind of already, again, driving the science with their assumptions and like their what they want to see as an outcome without really being like an, an unbiased observer. You know, they had these drawn these wild conclusions. So they started to believe that like some diseases weren't just from the germ theory lens. They thought, well, it's deficiency diseases, right? So so scurvy was one of them. And that's the famous one we always hear about for vitamin C. Well, that's what cured scurvy. Well, that's not what they believed at the time that it was a vitamin. They just noticed that certain some changes in diet helped, right? And it was like, and mostly like we hear about limes and lemons. Therefore, it's supposed to be vitamin C. But again, that came much later, that supposed discovery of vitamin C, which again, isn't from these fruits and vegetables anyway. So there's just so much with this history that's just so parallel to, you know, all this stuff we've been uncovering in the last few years about viruses and germ theory. It's amazingly similar. In fact, these men are, all of them, Royal Society members, and some of them Freemasons, you know, um, <laughs> as usual. So we got these like elitists, you know, again, with their agendas. And the thing is, what it really comes down to is this, we've been so totally brainwashed to think of our foods in this mechanistic way that they're full of certain substances, that these substances can be synthesized in a lab and that they're the same. As long as their molecular structure is the same, it's the same thing. So whether or not you get it in your pill or in your food, it doesn't matter. In fact, it might be better in the pill because it's more concentrated and you can scientifically measure how much you're getting. But at the same time, they never really know how to explain like deficiencies, what they call deficiencies and what's really supposed you're supposed to get. And everybody's a little different and you might have these other factors and it's just a huge mess, you know, and they really don't know what and you realize they have no idea what they're doing at all. And it's like, but, but what we do know is when you go and check out what these ingredients actually are, what they're telling us are vitamins, what they come from, that they're poisoning us. You know, you are, you are a microdose poisoning every day with these vitamins and when it comes to C, I believe that was um, the one that there was a poison and that was, um, now you remind me, well, there's black mold and there's corn syrup and there's something else, um, but I, I don't remember right now. Do you remember what else it was in C? Um, black mold and then like yes. some kind of weird bacteria and then grown on that and then um yeah and then like the high fructose corn syrup and then something else i think maybe this is but, the um, yeah this is kind of like i mean look it up in in australia i've noticed and you can buy it bulk online you and a lot of people mm -hmm. tend to think it's better to buy the pharmaceutical grade um ascorbic acid <laughs> powder um mm -hmm. it's all coming from the u.s uh you know, it says from the US, yeah. um, it's supposed to be this pharmaceutical sort of grade powder that you mix in uh, with your juice yeah. or whatever. And they say it's good to get the sodium asorbate, which you think is salt, um, mm. because it's like more gentle and all of this. So like, mm -hmm. as I said, you could buy this bulk online and that's kind of what I've always sort of got. And then when I was looking at... <laughs> 
where it's actually coming from and what it mm-hmm. is, and that it's actually a, ke- a toxic chemical <laughs> that you can, yes, like, you know, right. that the can, be, it can yeah. be airborne as well, and you can't clean, you mm-hmm. need, like, specialist cl- cleaning methods to clean mm-hmm. it up. Um, I'm thinking, hang on, what's going on here? And that's not sodium at all. Yeah. Uh, in there. That's so, yeah, um, of course, we have a lot of methods here. Obviously, we're talking about if we if we talk about vitamin C, because I think that's one of the biggest. You're, you're, yeah. you're looking at just the tablets um, and uh, they can have the tablets sort of mixed with bioflavonoids and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can you can get into the chewies. And the, the mm-hmm. in that article, he mentions the, the, <laughs> the chewies, which is very interesting to me. Um, you know, we have these ones in Australia called Vita gummies. And there's yes. these creepy ads with it. I used to work at the company that the guy brought those in from America. And he has mm. made a, I mean, to say this guy's made money off that. They didn't mm. exist in Australia before that. And this guy has a pharmaceutical sort of company that he, he does vitamins. And he was smart enough to bring that in. And now the chemists and supermarkets are full of these plastic mm. jars for kids with multivitamin, vitamin C as well, vitamin D3, zinc type things of these chewy lollies yeah. coated in sugar that parents yeah. buy the kids and they chew on it because they think they're giving them vitamins. I can't believe the amount of money they're making off this criminal activity. It's toxic. And so yeah. he did mention that in the article, <clears throat> which was really interesting. But going back to vitamin C, of course, you've got the powders. We'll talk about the natural derived ones as well, but you've got the powders. And I always thought, well, that's the best place to go to put that, you know, that asorbic acid, sodium asorbate powder in my juice and drink it up. Not knowing that I'm being absolutely poisoned, but people like recently, like I've, I've speak to people and when they're not well or got a chest cough or they've got things or Mm -hmm. people, people have um, many different things. They seem to say that it does help. Yeah. Um, the, the taking the vitamin C in big high dose. Well, you know what might be helping? Help, but maybe it's the placebo. I, I don't know. Well, what could be helping here, you think? Yeah. Well, I think there's a couple things in one. Yeah, maybe placebo. But also, I know, at least in the case of like D vitamin, that's a steroid. So a lot of people feel better on steroids. You know, you feel better, but you're looking, you know, you're in for like a lot worse down the road because of taking that. Um, so you're kind of delaying maybe when you need to experience detoxification, just like what pharmaceutical drugs do is they mask symptoms and they delay that need. And so you're just kind of kicking the can down the, you know, um, so you're like eventually going to have to deal with it and it'll be worse because now you've got this extra toxicity in your body. And I actually, I didn't say, I, I told vitamin, I recommend vitamin C for your girl, but I meant to follow up and say, I would get it from a natural source because I don't, I haven't taken the ascorbic acid stuff in a really long time because I remember learning it was from all this junk. But, um, I knew, I'm sorry, I didn't say that, but I was going to say like, I take omla berry powder a lot, which is supposed to be high in C and there's like, you know, all these other berries and you could take that, but you know, I don't know. See, I'm totally now just questioning all of it. Like, I would say that there's all these herbs and these fruits and things that help us, but do we know it's because of so-called C in it or something else? You know, the problem is when you look at things with this mechanistic view that you don't really see the full picture and the truth, you know, you're looking at like, you're trying to break it down into these 
components that they've outlined for us, which are totally flawed, right? And again, they're not coming from nature. They don't, vitamin C to them is a chemical. It's not something found in nature. You know, they say it is, but they don't have any proof of that. So what's really happening is like beyond, to me, like food, a lot of that is just beyond our comprehension or we don't need to know. It's another mystery of life. Like life is a very kind of mysterious thing, you know, and it's a really amazing thing and it is a magical thing, but trying to think you can, like there's a lot of hubris involved in thinking you can just dissect it all and understand it from its parts, like understanding the whole through its parts in a laboratory where you are like completely, constantly like adding things to it, adding chemicals to it, you know, looking under microscopes. I mean, like, what do you really understand here? Like what we know, we don't, we don't know that this is really helping people. I mean, I think that, well, one of the things, and you know, you already probably talked about this, but in that article, he mentions this famous, you know, Pauling, Linus Pauling, who was like credited with like curing all these things with just this, you know, high doses of this ascorbic acid. But what it turns out is like, you know, that sounds like that's all very fraudulent studies as usual, kind of like what Pasteur did when he pretended he was curing, you know, animals with his vaccines and like his notes were impossible to understand. And then you find out he's a eugenicist. And he was advocating for tattoos on foreheads of African-Americans that like saying they might have sickle cell anemia or pass it down. And that that one person with a tattoo shouldn't interbreed with another person with a tattoo too, because they may have, you know, because they're certain that they, if they have this certain genetic trait that they're going to like then have, you know, babies with sickle cell anemia, which is absurd. Right. So he was in favor of tattooing them. Like, can you imagine that? And also abortions and things like this, like pop, you know, birth control of like certain unwanted races, basically, is what they're saying. You know, they're always and they're doing this now with it's always like the blacks have these deficiencies and things. And they're the ones who should supplement more with the poisons you know, from these like bastards. So I think people need to wake up to this, especially black people like, hello, you know, like, do you notice this? Like, they're not trying to help you. Look at the history here look at who these people really are and just like another Freemason and just another, another one of these men. Right. And we've here revered him as some hero. And again, it's like, so I want to talk about vitamin D and B12 a little bit, or just B vitamins, but B12 in particular. So D, the D vitamin that we know is D3, supposedly there's all these different ones, you know, they have to be very scientific about it. And like, you know, a lot of language, when you try to read these articles and things like I'm used to reading them now, but I can see how you wouldn't, they're meant to not be very decipherable. And I don't think they even know what they're talking. It's clear they don't know what they're talking about. They write about this stuff. It just sounds good. It sounds scientific. And to me, it sounds the same. Like, you know, go back hundreds of years when the alchemists were up to their magic potions and they're like, you just don't understand it. We'll do this for you. Or they're, you know, I have newt and whatever, you know, mixtures with weird, like a fat of a puppy and, you know, all this weird stuff they put together. And that was in the, you know, the pharmacopoeia, volumes from the 1600s like had the craziest things in them that we think are crazy now but that was medicine then and it's the exact same thing happening today nothing's changed you know it's just that they're they're fooling us again it's another kind of illusory illusionary practice that like you have to get initiated into and you can't just as a lay person ever completely understand their science it's just way beyond you they're so intelligent let's just leave it to them trust the science you know all that nonsense so d d3 is is rat poison. So that's that's a fun one to learn about because I've been taking rat poison for the last few months because I stupidly let myself be convinced that I should try some D supplement this winter. 
right? From the nice man at the health food store, even though like I should have known better. I remember having this sneak, like a sneaking feeling about maybe that's not a good idea because I don't think the synthetic form is a good idea. Maybe I should just take some fish oil or something, right? So I go, I start taking it anyway. And say, same with my partner, let's take vitamin D this winter. <laughs> and then we're, you know, and guess what? And I'm going to, I'm going to tell something personal here. I, when I'm 51, but like suddenly I have menopause after this. Right. And like, I don't think I didn't really expect to have it for a while. Cause I've been pretty like normal with that, you know, regular and not having any pre symptoms or anything. And just whammo menopause within two weeks of taking vitamin D because it's a steroid. In addition to being rat poison, it's a very powerful steroid hormone. You know, so when you do that, you're going to mess up your whole endocrine system, which is interesting because they recommend it for endocrine disruption, but they disrupt it, endocrine system with this. And what's extra fascinating, and I have to mention this, is that when people, so there's this whole scam with D vitamin, like there's a huge, huge industry involved. And yeah, pharmaceutical companies, chemical companies, men making billions off of this, because they advertise, they've like, you know, come out with this propaganda that everybody's deficient. In fact, just not that many years ago, there was this whole like scaremongering thing that like, that, that this is like a pandemic of vitamin deficiency and people need, everybody needs it. Every, nobody's getting enough because they'll say, well, you get it from the sun and people aren't getting in the sun enough. And well, oh, gee, I wonder why. Maybe because there's chemtrails <laughs> and you're forcing us indoors in front of screens. And then you say, take the sun away and then you say, you're going to supplement it for us. You say we're deficient, but the way they measure your deficiency is by checking for the chemical, the rat poison, to see if you have enough rat poison in you. Like literally, if your levels are low of the chemical in your body, you are low on D. You need more chemical. You need more rat poison in you. You don't have enough rat poison in you. That's what the vitamin D testing translates to. Like for real. It's insane. Mm. So yeah, it, it, it's um, it's it is crazy, isn't it? Like, I mean, we get more than enough sun here. Um, I, I definitely get we get enough sun. I wouldn't even be worried about it. And I and I work outside every day in the sun. Yeah. Um, but we've had a campaign. I think started around maybe the late seventies, very intensely, and into the eighties, a very, a very strong campaign that now is out of control because it's right through governments, local governments, councils and schools and everywhere to what they say, slip, slop, slap, you know, like mm. slop on the sunscreen and a hat and a, and a shirt mm -hmm. and like all the schools suddenly even changed. They all have to have mandatory hats, like broad, large rim hats. Mandatory um, hats? Yes, yeah, like all the kids oh in the primary schools, they have to have their That's hats on. Crazy. It's sort of like they kind of get scorned a little bit or in, or in trouble if they – it's it's the biggest thing. You've got to take the hat to school in the bag. They've got to wear their hats, <laughs> hats, 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 hats. And even on even on shade, even on wintry days, it's like they've got to have oh, these hats. Wow. And they, they recommend long sleeves and socks and, and all this stuff and – and and mm. and so as you said with that campaign of almost seems to me like this spraying of the sky and um you know sort of filtering out those mm -hmm. maybe they're doing something there seems like they leave these sometimes after heavy sprays mm -hmm. of the sky seems to be like a, a film over it and i wonder if mm -hmm. they're 
these because va- they're vampires, right? And that's what mm-hmm. we're dealing with, vampires. Maybe that creates a better environment here with all the technology yeah. and all the um, yeah. all that going on. You know, that's how they can they can thrive here. But for us, it's killing us. But yeah. you know, I don't think it, it, there's this whole thing of that we've got all this melanoma and we've got all this skin cancer. Yeah. And so they've scared the hell out of everybody, and they've had a very strong campaign for a long time now to basically, I believe, stop children at a young age growing from getting um, enough vitamin D. Yeah. Now, vitamin D is, there's heaps of vitamin D, natural vitamin D in egg yolk. Yeah. Um, I read studies recently where kids um, from, say, seven or eight years old to 14 to 16 time they did um it was a big study if they have 10 eggs a week it absolutely completely changes their life the way they grow you know their bone structure their teeth eyes how strong they are there everything is better if they have those eggs um and so this has got really everything they need in it but there has been a very um very very um insidious campaign to make sure that our children and everybody are kind of spooked of the sun and i speak to a lot of parents they are terrified of it every time they go out they've got to rub all this cream and it it gives me the shits because i swim in the sea oh yeah um, and all the sun cream goes in my mouth and you see them lathering it they're pouring bottles all over themselves and they wonder why they've got bloody melanoma well i'll tell you why you've got melanoma because you're putting a chemical weapon on your skin it's not the sun folks i know the the sun can't give you terminal cancer don't be ridiculous but you're right you're right there and then and as you alluded to there shed um then what have you got well you've got the chemical guys coming in with their vitamin d pills yeah. um basically saying that you have to have this now and not yeah. that above your head the shiny thing in the sky oh well no no we don't need that but you need these pills um yeah and so you you're you're, you're not getting enough so we've got to give you this and so um that's an orchestrated very carefully manufactured thing which sells a lot of vitamins and people look make a lot of money when oh, really yeah. you just need to be out in the fresh air and out in the sunshine and get some well, sun on your skin i'm not t- i'm not telling people to yeah. get burnt but understand no, if you right. get burnt it's sore it's like yeah. cutting yourself or burning yourself or any other yeah. medical related thing you'll get better it doesn't mean that your skin's yeah. going to get melanoma that's ridiculous folks right you know, so yeah. Um, yeah. I do believe this is a, a powerful thing, though, Cheryl. I think that we need to produce yeah. good levels of vitamin D or D3. Well, no, but but, but they, they say, Shannon, that you need D3 um, because it's right. like a fat-soluble, liquidy one. I was right. reading that they get that from the land, like underneath the sheep's mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. skin, underneath that little bit there underneath the sheep wool. They, they pull it from there. They extract it so it's natural. Because it's D3, not D. This is a confusing one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I want to just reiterate, and this would be a really hard one for us to get out of our collective psyches here, is that they've never found a vitamin in food or anything. They've only found what they call vitamin in the chemicals they make, they use to make vitamins. (laughs) So they're not... So like we can't. So our body's reacting with the food, what we eat and the sun, and our body's making the vitamins. Yeah, well, whatever it is, it's again this word vitamin right so like obviously and people used to know this just naturally because it just should be obvious but somehow it got all convoluted like the sun is good for us clean air is good for us clean water is good for us and good food is good for us you know i mean it's like the studies like you said showing well if they eat the reason these early 
pioneers supposedly of vitamins like what they got focused on like milk and eggs was their lab rats. They noticed if they gave them all synthetic junk, they died. But if they added a little milk, then they were sort of okay and they didn't die, at least not right away. And same with like eggs, like, whoa, the egg, oh, fat soluble vitamins and the eggs and the milk. Well, that's just staple foods people have had for thousands of years because mm. we knew that it helped us grow and we had the evidence already. We had the evidence that people were healthy from these foods for thousands of freaking years, you know? And now they're like having to add science to it and like make us think of it as like, well, you're, this is what's happening. Hey kids, this is what's happening when you go in this, this is what you're getting. It's this kind of ray. And we've dissected it all. And we all, we know everything about the everything, how it works. You know, we've broken it down for you and it's just a lie. So like these foods are nourishing us, but we can't dissect it into the parts and they haven't. They've not done that. They don't know why it works the way it works. They just know it works, but they don't know. And they want to pretend they know so they can sell us on their counterfeit, you know, counterfeit of all this counterfeit artificial junk, right? Of the things that we get from nature that make us feel good and sustain life. And, you know, it's, it's like, that's what we've always ever needed. And that's what we still need. And guess what? What is like not freely available anymore to us? Fresh food from the ground in our backyards from our neighbors. It's not available. You have to go to the stores. It has to be shipped from somewhere. It has to be packaged. It has to be irradiated. It has to be treated. All these things have to happen. And you're getting this thing that in the end isn't the thing it was when you picked it out of the ground or off a tree or you fished it out of a river. You know, and so they pollute the waterways and the fish, and the river and everything. You can't just go fishing and get your food like for free, you know, or your own effort. And you can't just get that because if you got that, if you had your own cows, your neighbors had cows or you had, you know, chickens and you got eggs from them and you had nut trees and you had all this that people used to have, then you would be healthy and it would be for free. Right. And you wouldn't have to deal with all the scientists. <laughs> right. I mean, and all their madness. I mean, all their experiments are so crazy when you read about it's, them. It's insane. Yeah. They're insane. Yeah, so. what, what, this is really interesting because what we're talking about here is similar to, as you mentioned in the podcast, virology. Um, yeah. They're saying that, you know, you get sick and you've got these symptoms and they're going in and they're, ex they're saying that you've got COVID and you've got these things we're taking out. It's the same method. Mm -hmm. um, they're telling you that they're taking all this stuff and these vitamins to, to sell you that. So it's, a, it's as you say there, it's, it's such a, if you look at our ancestors, I mean, all we really need, um, all we really need is just a simple nourishing diet. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk yeah. about what you said and having local farms around. Let's talk about sunshine and fresh air and kids yeah. being outside and, and doing all that. Let's talk about clean water, you know, clean, fresh water. Yeah. And let's talk about having a neighbor who gives you eggs and, you, and your family has a few eggs a week. Let's talk about getting fresh food and things out of the ground. Let's talk about nuts, you know, and walnuts and all these things that have these good things, what we hear, fats mm -hmm. and things like that. Let's talk about um, getting your basic meats and your staples and having a having a sitting down with a family and having a basic meal with some fresh food out of the ground, some eggs or meat, and then some clean water and things like that. This is not a very difficult process. And if we were to do this, as you said, we're almost not allowed now, then we mm -hmm. wouldn't have to worry about really bad health conditions and we wouldn't worry yeah. about going and spending all this money because it isn't cheap on synthetic vitamins 
to get what yeah. we're missing. So this is a, a carefully manufactured evil and orchestrated plan. You can see it going on for so long. They've really taken us away, separated mm -hmm. us from nature, if you like. And you look what they've done to our soils and topsoils. As you yeah. said, the manufacturing process, most fruit and vegetables now, they put it in cold storage for God knows how long, and then it comes out. And then we buy everything in packages. Everything's in plastic. We've got to go to the supermarkets to buy everything. And we're spending so much money. I look at people's mm -hmm. shopping carts and I'm like, holy crap, must be like five, $600 for the family for the mm -hmm. week. Right. Yeah. And you see all this. If you want to eat well, yeah, packaged cheap food for nothing. Right. But it's not, like, it's right. not, it's, it's <laughs> not cheap. It's not Shannon, even cheap. You know? Right. It's not yeah, even cheap. I mean, not even yeah. that. Yeah. I, I found I like, uh, some of the supermarkets here or the whole food places are not too bad. You can get grass-fed, organic, you know, like well-done well sort of um, meats and beef. You can get really good eggs now and uh, unhomogenized or almost raw milk from family sort of farms and people that want to go back there and do that good. And you can buy that now, um, which is great. But I was looking at some of the shops, a, a box of cereal or a packet of cheesels or whatever it is is almost more expensive than good mm. milk or mm. some grass-fed organic beef and what yeah. i'm saying is i think we've just got we've been given too much choice as well and we're filling our shopping carts up but looking mm. at just going back to what you were saying there i could almost live through the winter on just homemade soups and stews and things you know with your meat and veggies in there stuff from the garden in the morning you have your coffee or your eggs you're pretty much done um, you make your bread if you want to at home. Um, yep. As you said, people around the neighborhood can start doing this. You share, you go to local markets, you just buy things fresh, you eat it. You don't need to store it. And the next week you get whatever's in season. It's kind of a simple thing. I think our ancestors mm -hmm. have, as have always done, but look where we're at now, Shen. We're yep. basically going to chemists and supermarkets and buying bottles of pills thinking, I don't have to really eat well anymore because that's doing the work mm -hmm. for me. I'm getting yeah. everything I need in this multivitamin supplement, but you're actually, you're actually a rat, you're and you're, take, you're, you're, taking, you're taking the rat bait. Yeah. You're, but you're taking rat poison. Yeah, it's actually it, it rat insane, poison. It is insane, isn't it? D3 is listed in the liter scientific literature as rat poison. Like this is not made up. Well, you know, it is oh. considered rat poison. So what is the attitude there about us, right? That we're getting. And I want to mention this is a real, the really insidious thing about vitamins is the fortifying label, right? They fortify us, the, all our foods with vitamins. If you get like the packaged stuff, all the cereals, everything, it's fortified. Isn't that the great? Bread, add it yep. back to vitamins, right? And they are, that means they're poisoning your, your food. And what about, even if you think you're getting like good meat or eggs or milk, like what if those animals were fortified with something? What if they're getting vitamins? What They've if they're taken getting all the value. They've taken all the value yeah. out of the food. They don't give you raw milk. They take it and they homogenize it, they heat treat it, they pasteurize it, they ruin it. And you, as a customer in the supermarket, you get dead milk. And what do they do? Yeah. They fortify it in, again after ruining it. Yeah. It's like the bread. They hybridize the wheat. They give you this shit, right? This white yeah. bread. And they say, here, rat, eat this white bread. But you know what? We're going to fortify it for you. And we're going to poison rat, it after we destroyed <laughs> yeah. the initial product. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's, it's, it's so insane that I want to I want to go back and some of the history I've been learning. So these early, again, the founders, the vitamin, you know, researchers, 
they actually did experiments. So all their experiments are on like, um, so they had this thing with rice. The first vitamin was supposedly that was found was like thiamine, right? But he didn't know what it was called at the time. That was later isolated. Again, later isolated, not from the food, but from, you know, the chemical and everything. And I'm, I'm still like researching into that. It's very, very difficult to actually get these papers mm. about isolation, just like with the virus, right? It's a lot of digging and it's a lot of convoluted stuff in there. So anyway, he's like, so the studies were like, one was on prisoners. So they're on prisoners. They're, they're on like, you know, people who are been in starvation conditions, right? So they had something called beriberi, which is like a, um, basically it looks like a disease of starvation. They're very skinny. They start having like malformations in their bones, inability to walk and everything. So they, uh, so one, you know, esteemed gentleman, you know, um, was sent by the king, whatever, from Holland, uh, well, Netherlands, to go and like, ch- you know, to find out like, what's this disease causing this disease? And he noticed that um, they were being fed unpolished rice. Unpolished rice is like white rice, but even like more stripped of everything, right? So it's just like the stripped down processed stuff. They took all the husks, everything off of it, and then fed them the polished rice. And so he noticed that, like, because of some birds he had in his lab, you know, were dying from eating the the rations that were for the prisoners. Um, and then when they went back to the regular rice that didn't have that wasn't polished, they were okay. So they got this disease that was similar. They thought it was the same kind of disease. And at the time, they thought it was a bacterium because they believed in Pasteur's germ theory. But so then he assumed still that this um, shell of the rice that they took off, the polishing, as they called it must have something that counters this bacterium that he can't find, you know, because he believed in germ theory. But what turned out, it was actually a vitamin, you know, the vitamin hunters found it later and, um, and whatever. So, but the point is that like when they, when he gave like prisoners, um, a whole rice, the whole food unadulterated, they recovered and they were healthier. Wow. What a surprise. Shocking. Mm. Shocking discovery. It must be a vitamin. You know, it's just like ridiculous. I mean, of course, like if they're less starved, they're going to be healthier than when they were starved more (laughs) before (laughs) when you gave them food that was totally refined. And then all this scurvy stuff with the sailors or the, you know, the Navy, um, they like didn't even look into. Oh, and they also found this on naval ships too, the very, very. And some doctors realized it was alcoholism. It was alcohol poisoning was involved. Right. Because you, you, they weren't even looking at the fact that they, how much they were drinking or anything. Right. These these seamen like they're drinking so much that doesn't even factor in. They don't ever consider things like like just normal like disease things you can should consider with health and disease. Like are they what are the ex- conditions are they exposed to? Do they even have adequate clothing or shelter? Are they drinking the contaminated sewage water? You know, and I mean, they never think about this stuff. Are they drinking a lot of alcohol and not and only eating polished rice and drinking alcohol? Oh, gosh, they have disease. What could be causing it? I mean, it's just like they don't seem to have any kind of common sense at all. You know, they don't have any because they don't have a relate. These scientists are so removed from nature. They don't have a concept of understanding it from the perspective that somebody who's close and close to the land and living close to it can understand you know, people who saw this disease around them, even smallpox, whatever, they knew it was that they called it the beggar's disease because it was happening to impoverished people who didn't have even eat every day. They didn't even get food every day, let alone food with vitamins and magical vitamins. They weren't eating half the time. And then they drank water from cesspools. You know, like it's there's no shock there that they would have any kind of disease could manifest. And so we're kind of dealing with this same delusions today. 
You know, they just, they look for the germ, they look for the vitamin, whatever. They never just look at life like the way you should look at life, you know, like that we should all be looking at it, but we're still so conditioned. Like I said, me too. Like I think when I think about my foods, I often think about the vitamins in it, the minerals in it. What's the content? Am I getting enough of them? <laughs> you know, but this is like, this is like a hundred years of programming here that we've had to deal with. And I was looking back at like the early days of the advertising for this. And it looks comical now because once you realize like that they were just, it was just a campaign to push more drugs onto people and to make them more, you know, make them unhealthy and to like excuse themselves for like denaturing the food in the first place. And then telling them they have the nerve to like denature the food and then say, Hey, we're going to give you back the nutrients. Like you said, in this chemical form, because <laughs> we took them away in the first place, you know, because they had ads saying, is it modern? Is the modern food, are, are you, are you too, is your food too modernized and things like that? You know, like, let's help you with our modern chemicals. Our modern vitamins will help you with your modern food problem. And they even said, this is amazing. And I'm going to get this book. There's a book from the 40s called Vitamania that I read the intro to. It's, it's just great. It's like, I'm so excited to get this book. But, but it's like, she pointed out that they were the those of these health officials were even telling people that chopping your food can cause it to lose its nutrients mm. and and cooking it and chopping it you're you're altering it so the scientists you know they've they've extracted the important ingredients without chopping it and cooking it which is a lie they 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 I mean there's not even food involved right but they're basically saying that their method is superior to nature and what you do with it in nature what you naturally do of course like even if you don't chop something, you're going to chew it. I mean, how absurd is this? So they actually are saying you should bypass chewing by swallowing a pill, and that's going to be better for you. It's going to be more effective to get these, you know, these vitamins into your body. Let's let's actually go a step further and put it in a syringe and inject you with vitamins. How great would that be? You know, so there's all this alleged research of like injecting people with tons of vitamin C and it made them better. I mean, it's like I actually submitted to that once, thinking that was a good. Somebody convinced me it was a good idea. And guess what? I didn't feel better. I felt really sick because I was getting ascorbic acid pumped into my blood, you know, for an hour. It wasn't a good idea, as it turned out. Yeah. So I think we've all fallen for this. You know, we should forgive ourselves. But, like, it's time to stop, you know, stop the madness. See if your body just heals itself by not inject, by not taking poisons anymore. By not, you're paying for them. We're paying a lot of money for poisons, you know. And, like, what if you stopped, what if you stopped poisoning yourself? And got like the least poison food you could possibly find and just do that. Like, what would that look like? We don't even know. You know, it's like it, would be, it could be amazing. Our bodies might actually finally heal. Right. That, that's that's so. right. Yeah. I, I, I've, I'm very big of just nourishing foods now. Um, and I'm not vegetarian or vegan at all. Um, but I, I kind of mix it up. But I just try to keep it simple. And I try to get all that nourishing stuff. I do. I do. I just don't feel like I need any of the the vitamins so much, um, uh, you, you know, at at all. And now knowing a lot more about it, it's like holy crap. But just simply looking yeah. at yeah, what they're doing, and 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 we're getting into that process now where they they're trying to ban meats and things like mm -hmm. that and totally demonize them. There's this whole vegan agenda coming through, but it's it's evil what's behind it. But yeah. um, we know through Klaus Schwab and the UN agenda and, and what they're doing is they're trying to basically say that, you know, we're running out of space and we're poisoning mm -hmm. the planet and everything with sure. this. So we have to grow 
We have to grow lab the meat food. now. Lab, lab meat. So they're doing Which it is interesting that it's a lab. Crazy. They're going back to the lab thing again. Going, after they've <laughs> gone back to the lab. Yeah. They've proven over and over again that any of the animals in their labs that ate only synthetic meat, their, their labs crap, died. All those animals always died. So the only reason you're not going to die if you eat lab meat is you because you, you might still be allowed to eat something else that isn't that. And, but you're definitely going to suffer as a result. It's not good for you. They've never proven it's good for us at all. It's the opposite. You know, The opposite has been true over and over again. They've done the same experiments. The animals die yeah. from the lab food you know so yeah and it's like yeah they want to take away the most the, the easiest access to nourishing foods we could get which would be something like milk and eggs well, you know and it's like to take that away from you and then you're left with like well then they won't let you grow in your garden because they'll say it's co some co2 thing or you know they'll just like you won't even and you can't fish because you need the license or whatever and then they'll say there's not enough of them and the you know we can't let you do that anymore and I mean, good luck trying to fish nowadays, even, you know, like with the licenses and everything um, and having access to that. And is it even like clean water that they're in and how healthy are the fish? I mean, I caught some people out in our forest and going to our creek. I asked what they were up to it was before the fires we had here and everything. And they were like fish and game, you know, people. And they said they were um, just monitoring the fish populations. I said, well, what are you actually doing to do that? And they said, well, we catch some and then we inject them with like this FRID chip. They're, yeah, they're putting the chips in them. You wouldn't even know if you caught a fish if it had a chip in it and you're eating that. Yeah. You know, like that's insane. And it's like, and I told him, I'm like, well, how do you know that's good for them? I've heard that that can kill pets. You know, he's like, oh, it's the same one you put in your pet. I'm like, yeah, but I've heard about them getting tumors and dying. And he's like, well, it's true. We don't do any kind of long term monitoring. So we have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, good. That's good. Don't I'm glad you guys are on top of things, you know. Uh, <laughs> like, Jesus. Thank you very much for that absolutely outstanding information. I'm going away with a head full of knowledge. <laughs> thank you very much. They're all like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. They're all like that. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? That there is yeah. another. There is a another sort of supplement, although it's only. I mean, it's it's not cheap, but there are people. What they're mm -hmm. doing is there. Um, there's some companies. There's not a lot. But they say what mm -hmm. they're doing now is because the organs of the animals are so nutrient dense, or mm -hmm. if you want to call mm -hmm. it that, that's what other animals yeah. will eat out in the world. They'll go for the organs, not the meat around. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, but who's going to eat these organs? It's very hard to cook them up and it's not very appetizing for a lot of people. But yeah. I do hear that that is the good way for us to have this, you know, um, good nourishing sort of thing. Um, so there's some small companies who take the organs from open range, free ranging, grass fed mm -hmm. cattle, no chemicals, all organic, and they freeze dry it, the organs, yeah. you know, the all of that, the heart and everything, and they put it in the um, in the little gelatin capsules mm -hmm. um, for people who might not want to, who might not be able to eat all that or be turned yeah. off by it. I, I don't know about that one. It seems okay to me. I mean, um, again, the problem it's appeal, is, I get again, it, but, you know. It's, yeah, here's the problem to me, again. It's like, okay, maybe that's not harmful. Like, it's not going to be, like, maybe it won't hurt you, like, the way the, these synthetic chemicals do and everything. But how much is it really helping when you have this tiny pill of something that's been freeze-dried? Freeze you know, like, it's gone through these alterations. I don't know how much it resembles actually just eating that organ meat if you were to have bought it and cooked it yourself, you know. 
um, I, I would imagine, yeah, I mean, it's not palatable. I, I mean, we used to be used to eating that people had kidney pies. That was normal, you know? Mm, yeah. And you know, what's really like struck me as interesting is reading like old, um, just, you know, eight, 19th century novels and how common it was to eat like, Oh yeah. Cookbooks these, as yeah. well from the old days. Yeah. They, yeah. They, like you're reading like the old cookbooks. And, they, yeah, yeah. They ate all that stuff. Yeah, they ate all this stuff that we're just like, we think it's gross today, but we sort of, anyway. Um, now we're eating like apple pies and custard tarts and sweet things. And, you, <laughs> yeah, know, like, yeah. you know, it's all sweet stuff. Like, But well, I was sweet. looking at some really yeah. old cookbooks I found in a secondhand store. And I just noticed it. I was like, look at this lady's cooking organs and oh yeah, and making this, you know, cooking with lard and duck fat oh, yeah. and all these fats oh, yeah, and things fat like that. And, a lot of, um, and also what's interesting, though, is like, I mean, I'm just gleaning this from reading sort of like old Bronte novels and things, you know, that they like it seemed common to just all, you'd eat like the meat sort of like once a day um, at, at lunch. And then like at dinner and breakfast was sort of like some kind of bread with some milk or something or tea. You know, that was all you ate like and you have like maybe a pastry at some point. But like it was like very indulgent to eat that twice a day. Like if you ate like meat at dinner, it was like, whoa, what are you doing? You know. Um, that's sort of like, at least with, yeah, most people's lives. I mean, I don't know, the rich may have like indulged more, but even then maybe they thought it wasn't healthy or, um, to do that. But like, I also just, am amazed at, so I've read accounts of like some of the pioneers out here going westward who went on the you know wagon trains, but also like hand carts and that, and they would only subsist off of like bread. They would bring flour with them and have a milking cow and they could walk across the country in crazy conditions, no roads or anything. You know, I mean, well, the rat, I guess there was a wagon trail, but like, you know, something we can't even imagine, but that's how much stronger they were. I mean, yes, people mm. also then died of exposure. Um, they also, some of them starved because they didn't quite have enough or something, but they'd have a little bit of meat if they could. I mean, some of the poor people just had the bread. They had the bread and milk. They didn't really have the meat. You know, if you had more money, you have some meat or they'd, um, but it was like, they still could do that. And who today could even fathom doing something like that? The at raw all? milk may have been enough for them. Raw milk and the bread was a totally different kind of bread. You know, the wheat was something completely yeah, different. Non-hybridized. Yeah. Completely. And that's what they have attacked is these staple foods of like, you know, for generations that just the wheat and the milk, I mean, you know, and honey, like bread. I mean, like when you talk about milk and honey, land of milk and honey or like, you know, this is symbolizing like abundance, right? And also just having bread. Like people always had some kind of staple, like bread of some kind, and their or some grain, you know, and they're were from their culture, and, and usually milk and a grain, and that was sort of like the staple. And those are the first two that got really attacked, you know, like in terms of like modifying, because it's like, oh, we could really control people if they're basically really sick and starving a lot, and how would we do that the best? Let's toy chain, you know, let's just completely mess with their these two oh, staples that they have right well you couldn't because even call <laughs> yeah you, you couldn't even call modern bread and milk that it's just not it's yeah. freak it's frankenstein crap now <laughs> yeah. um but uh, you know uh, but yeah yeah true yeah um that i mean that shows you i know in africa as well the tribes mm -hmm. i've seen documentaries where they take a little bit of the blood from the cow as well to drink and oh, they yeah, mix it with true. the raw milk because they're yeah. out on the plains, you know, for so long walking mm -hmm. like that and doing things. And they, I saw a doco on it and they, they were, mm -hmm. they were doing a little hole in the cow there and, and mixing yeah. the blood of it, but keeping the animal yeah. alive fine. Yeah. And they were drinking yeah. the raw milk with the blood. 
um, but they were so fit, you know, but it, it is amazing how quick it's changed. I was just looking mm. on social media the other night. There's a people putting up bunches of old photos of the beaches in the 1960s in Australia as well, 1960s and 70s and like the Mm -hmm. packed Sydney beaches and there's not one overweight person. They're right. There's not one over, these people are super thin and really healthy and there's no sun lotion. They're all out in the sun at the beach. It's packed. You you can't fit a pin between them and there's all these really healthy people, you know, Mm -hmm. and I know the change, which is a whole another podcast we don't have time but we could continue on the next one how the american diet was actually changed from butter to margarine from wholesome dinners to tv dinners and how they um demonized milk that it was fat and you're going to have a heart attack and you won't live long if you eat bacon and eggs in the morning because you have to have cereal now um you have to have all this stuff and it was yeah it was quickly changed it was very very quickly changed um to advertising what I suspect now is the D vitamin being added, fortified to everything, milk, especially probably cereals and that, and infant formula even because it's a steroid and that is making people gain weight even when they don't eat that much. You know, people are just, they can't help it. They're, they're, they have, their mm. hormones are so messed up and they're just, they have this D, D, so-called D vitamin in everything. You know, how are you supposed to deal with the weight gain then when you're just like, you're not even like, it's not like they're all just picking out all the time and they're all just gluttons, you know, they can't help it. Kids have it. Um, so obviously there's something going on chemically and hormonally with these foods. Yeah, that's I right. Know. And people just need to remember as well, um, you know, plugging out here that the the vitamin C powder that they make, they're coming from China and India. Um, mm-hmm. That's where all the vitamins are pretty much coming from. And and um, these articles that were done on this is very hard even for them to find out what's actually yeah. deeply going on here. You can't get the information. But we do know from yeah. this information that all the vitamin Cs are classified as basically a chemical, um, no matter what you're taking. And that they did yeah. put in this documents that there are manufacturer safety data sheets um, mm-hmm. connected to the manufacturing process of vitamin C. And also the other ones, all the vitamins have them. Um, This one was a little bit more challenging sort of to look through, but the B12 and everything, it's all there. So they're offering you, Mm -hmm. they're telling us the manufacturing safety data uh, protocols of this. And it's pretty frightening just looking at vitamin C anyway, that it is a laboratory chemical. Um, All of them, yeah. And they all say that they're recommended against food in food or drugs or even as a pesticide. All every I looked up, I've looked these up for all the vitamins, and they all say that. So all you have to do is type in the vitamin name. You don't even have to know the chemical name, and in your search browser, and then type in MSDS. That's that's manufacturing safety data sheet, and you'll find the same thing. It's actually really easy to find that. Yeah, that's right. The manufacturer safety data sheets are, are all there. Um, so they're saying with vitamin C, this has to be very well ventilated area. The people have to wear protective gear and gloves. Um, Mm -hmm. so the guy has like a drum of vitamin C powder and he's like, "Mm, that that looks pretty um, nourishing, doesn't it? A big drum of powder, you know, coming into the country. Which one can I have? Really nice. Um, and they say here that, um, this could basically talking about killing rats um yeah and um they talk about the other chemical manufacturing process here but they also say um that yeah if you have any spills or this goes airborne this is like a basically a dangerous chemical um so yeah. this is not this is not 
um, something well, some we of should them be target, doing at uh, all. Yeah, some are listed as targeting like certain organs, like the kidneys, or um, and like our known carcinogens. So all the safety data sheets will have that information, and, and different ones have different dangers. Some have a dangerous signal of like they have these warning signals, and some say danger or like yeah, different kind of classifications of danger. And um, and they're but they're all basically listed as dangerous. And yeah, so maybe you're gonna say, well, in tiny doses, it's not a big deal. But you're microdosing yourself with poison, and that can't be good for you. I can't th think of it as being good for you. So that's what I'm gonna end with. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to be it probably is. writing a book on this because I'm just yeah. so fascinated that I can't help myself. So it's coming. That's a great idea. Not easy, I know, but to tie yeah. in the old with the new and everything that you're researching mm -hmm. is really good. Yeah, it's a, it's a heavy poisoning um, because, they, as we said, yeah, to wrap up, they're denaturing and stealing away from the original initial products that are perfectly fine. They're telling us all, no, no, you could get sick from that or whatever. So we need to fix it our way. Nature doesn't mm -hmm. know best we do. So we're going to bring it all into the lab. So they're killing our initial food that comes out to us ready. And then um, they're adding back. Yeah. They're fortifying with these chemical, what they call vitamins, back into the food. So um, people are getting slogged. You know, yeah. in so many ways here, not just one way, there's a lot of ways. They're eating denatured and food that's basically being attacked. And that food also has fortified vitamins in it um, that Which they're adding some... in. And yeah. then <laughs> these people are going to the out and they're buying fortified vitamins on top of that, um, as well as, you know, a million and one other things, living in polluted environments or cities, stress life, drinking too mm. much, smoking too much. It could be a million and one things why people get symptoms, sickness symptoms, and their body has to get that out. But this is just adding to massive amounts of already existing to toxicity. And yeah. people, at the same time that this whole poisoning process is taking place and going on, and people are being utterly attacked and eaten alive by this system and mocked, we actually mm -hmm. think we're doing something good for ourselves and that we're and that we're actually becoming more healthy and not only that we're actually paying for it um, when originally that initial great product that came out of the ground or out of the chalk or whatever was really easy and simple and cheap they've confused the whole thing and put it all in a big washing machine and we've landed god knows where and now mm -hmm. we're just being they're predators we're just being used yeah. and abused and we can't see it we really need to go back. This is transhumanism. That's where it's all going. We need to, as we always say on the podcast, we need to go back and, and start going back and just having those nourishing foods. That's what I would say to people. And there are a lot of options now. There's a, There are a lot of markets we need to support our farmers. We mm -hmm. can see all around the world the, the farmers going off now. Uh, Shannon, that's wonderful. It's happening yeah. in Australia. They're sick of this as well. And we, mm -hmm. the public, need to stand behind our farmers 100%. The supermarkets are ripping everybody off. So are the governments. They don't stand up for us. And we don't need them. And we need to join with our farmers. And we need to go back to this farm gate sort of thing. Yeah. you know. And we need to have this again. Um, but, you know, Sydney used to be a, an amazing food bowl. Um, used to be yeah. an amazing food bowl where we had the city and the coastal areas, but you had all the way into the dividing range farms. It's all going. Um, yeah. And they, as they as they bring migrants in and overpopulate our country with people from other countries that we can't really house them here. We've, we've mm -hmm. got a housing crisis at the moment, but they're bringing them in. And um, now they've got to stack and pack them in all these areas. But 
they try to make us think that the system tries to make us think that we're running out of land, that we don't have enough land. And that's why that's the whole psychological operation to get us into smart cities and um, to make us think that there's nothing out there for us. You know, we've destroyed it all, but there's more than enough land. I sometimes go to people's houses and I can't believe how big their properties are. And I think, what if putting in silly non-native gardens and plants and growing nice little things that are ornamental, why don't you use that whole space to grow shit and get some chooks and things like that and start the neighbours doing it? I know there are community gardens and things. And I think that people, I go to the whole food markets and things now and I see the really good milk and butter and stuff, it's all gone. Um, mm. you know, and we, and my dad said, we used to have this in the old day, the milkman would come at five thirty in the morning and drop off pretty mm-hmm. much raw milk in the bottle. But then yeah. the big milk companies came in and took over and threatened them and took them out of business. I think eventually we'll go back to this. And I think, why not have a milkman bread man? Why not? I'm seeing it online. There's great Australian companies now from farm to you. And they're basically doing it all online now, or you can go there. And I think we need to undercut these supermarkets and kind of get rid of them. And we don't need them. It's all nonsense. I was in one the other day and I was just thinking, holy crap, it's just, it's all plastic. It's all plastic. It's just stuff. We don't need this. So I think people are starting to want to go back to that way, that older way and um, nourish themselves and their families a little bit more. And I think it's pretty easy to do but first, we have to recognise what this all is and not stop paying into it. And we start to need to rewind and go back to a more nutritional diet and forget about all this stuff. I myself, I will say here, I'm a hypocrite. I've got vitamins in the fridge right now or at home. I am a yeah. hypocrite. Adam, you're an idiot. Slap yourself in the face. I'll do that. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, hey, I, I got, just, su- I I got sucked up. I a whole bunch it. of them. I mean, um, not that I had a lot, but I had some I had some that were like even just herbs that I realized that the fillers are dangerous. So yes. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to take any of them. And I noticed my uh, nutritional yeast sprinkle stuff I thought was just yeast that was like nutritional yeast, like it sounds like, right? Well, I looked at it more carefully and it has all the vitamins added to it, which means they're all synthetic chemicals. So I've been doing that to myself. You know, you wonder why you can't get really get really well and be like really healthy is because you're micro dosing on poisons all the time and paying for it. Isn't it great? It's a great system they've got set up. I mean, it's quite ingenious in a diabolical kind of way, but you got to have hats off to them for being Mm. that Clever and crafty, I guess. <laughs> not only, not only, not only all of that with, that you've said and what we've discussed, but also the creation of belief in people that they're instilling. They're making yeah. people believe in something that they're doing that is harmful is so good, and so I that know. strong mind. Maybe it's getting people forward, but I think once they realise they've been incrementally poisoning themselves over these years, and that's why you're not feeling that great. Uh, reality will settle in uh, more, and that impact will hit you a bit, and you'll say, "Hang on." You know, I mean, think about this, folks. Add up what you spend on vitamins in one year. Do that. Like, oh, do, yeah. a, do, a, yeah. do a basic sum and say, okay, I spend this yeah. per month. Add that up over a year, just how much, how much that is. And, you know, that you could be um, spending that on, on proper nutrition. You know, it is quite staggering because these vitamins, they're not cheap. They are not cheap. They're they're pretty expensive, actually, to be honest. And but people are being so fooled and bamboozled that they go in there and they buy that and they consume it. And they honestly believe deep down that that is a good thing. So they have us fooled 
at every yeah. conceivable door to get out of. We are being fooled and tricked. It's all about trickery. And, and um, like the system tricks us. By, you know? Yeah, you think, Fooling oh, I'm not us, yes. taking vaccines, and I'm, yeah, but I'm taking my vitamins, so I'm going to be good. <laughs> and they've got you. You know, same company. Like the vaccine. Same yeah, poison. The, the vaccine yeah, you as think well. you avoided you know, it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm protected from COVID. Well, the, the COVID attitude, isn't real. Right. Yeah. But they exactly. got the vaccines and they got two, three, four and boosters. And it's like, I'm Superman. I'm protected. Nothing can harm me now. Yeah. No, you've been tricked, scammed, fooled and kicked in the head. Yeah. Um, you I know, know. Um, you, you, this is not a way for human beings to be. This is not a way for us to be. We're being mocked. It's terrible. Um, so we got we got that out of the way, and and yeah. and I think that we covered a really good um, uh, section there. Obviously, it's huge. But looking at maybe yeah. a book a book coming out, I was thinking that is, that is a great idea because it's not something you see a lot. The only books you see are sort of they're not enough, or they're pushing vitamins. I yeah, think yeah. this would be a. I think we're ready for this. I think that with the the. I do see a sort of an awakening happening and I think people are starting to get ready for this type of information. And I mm -hmm. think it's the right time. So um, I, I would love to see if, if, if this happens and, and, um, and yeah. I'm sure with your strong mindset, you're going to get that done. Um, and with all the research you've already done, I think that you're on a mission now and it's rolling. So yeah, it is uh, rolling. Uh, I, I already yeah. wrote a lot in like the first chapter and everything I've got an outline and, Already that, today I, is heaps. So, uh, I mean, yeah, 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 it's just there's so much. But I do think I'll um I do need to like finish my other book that I was I don't want to like put yeah. that to the wayside again, but um I'll probably have to work on that first. But I'll be like working on both maybe a little bit at the you know, simultaneously. So um but yeah, I'm definitely gonna be doing that for sure. Um website, books, information, yeah. contact, uh, and it's all up in the links to the podcast oh, yeah. description too. Yep. Um, wifi-refugee.com and you can find all my books there so um, yeah yeah that's right you've created a, a, a sort of a nice simple um, good looking website but you've kept it for all your work so people can go there and everything's on there and um, mm -hmm. also our, obviously our podcast description of everything for your books um, oh. and you do children's books as well um, I oh, love yeah. the, the last one um, I like those kind of stories with the the fishermen and the lighthouses and the dogs. And um, yeah. <laughs> I like those books that the family can read together that, you know, we, we, we tend to steer away from, we've always done that, you know, uh, with mm. our daughter, she doesn't really, doesn't watch TV or anything, but we've always gone for the older books and the good stories, the way they used to do things and write things. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see those kinds of friendship stories uh, with mm -hmm. pets around and that kind of, and then you've got the older gentleman in there and the knowledge. Yeah. It was a nice sort of uh, book to read. And it was, and it's um, a, a book that was written um, quite well, like beyond mm -hmm. childhood years a little bit. And, but our, our, uh, my daughter's eight and she totally got it. So it was, it's, oh, great. you know, it's not, it's not, you know, you're not talking to kids like they're, you know, they don't know anything. It's an adventure yeah. story. It's an adventure sort of thing. And I and it's good to see that with the illustrations and everything. Those kinds of books are hard to come by. It's all rubbish now mm -hmm. um, and silly. And, of course, all the cartoons and stuff just stealing yeah. their attention spans. It's nice to see books like that. Tell us about the... Um, um, yeah, that's called, um, it's called that, Salty and the Seals. Yeah, the children's And yeah, yeah, it is based on a true story of a um, dog getting rescued by seals that I came across. So I just embellished it and gave some like backstory and everything, you know, added some characters. 
I used my um, nieces and nephew for the models for the kids. And then the old man in it, I used a neighbor I had of mine in Arizona. He just looked like the perfect part for it. So he modeled for some pictures for me and I painted from those. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I have another one I um, started on that's about this. Um, I like seals a lot. So you probably see those in my work coming up. Um, but yeah, I have another book that you have, of course, about the, the cat that my old, the cat I used to have uh, rescuing goldfish. So there's a lot of like this, I call it interspecies cooperation <laughs> going on, <laughs> but, um, but I have a, uh, yeah, and rescuing stories, you know, heroism and, and that involved. And, um, but I'm working on one about a seal that uh, like surfing, like getting on surfboards with surfers and surfing with them, because this actually happened in, in, um, to the South mm-hmm. of me ways in San Diego last summer, somebody sent me a, forwarded me um these videos and pictures of the seal that just kept jumping on everybody's surfboard and he just hung out and went surfing with them (laughs) i just think it's a great story for kids so i'm going to work on you know using those images and then again embellishing on that um so another adventure story kind of with the animals and people yeah very good just for our listeners if you're interested in getting some nice gifts for your kids um as well you can go to um Shannon's website and 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 order those. They they're really affordable, uh, uh, and also uh, the other books. But those are children's books, and they're really nice gift to give and wrap up. They're really nice, and um, the um, the artwork is is really original and unique. And so um, folks can do that. I'll put the all the links up as I said. Stay there, Shannon. Um, right. Just while I Thanks end so this much, and stop my recording, so I've yep. saved it. Um, so thanks for all our listeners out there for hanging on there and and following us through. It's great to have all the listeners. And I know Shannon's been doing lots of interviews lately about her work, which is great. So we we push this around in our alternative media circles and we get the info out there and the books and all of that. It's really good. Um, It's just what we do here. So um, Shannon's been very busy doing other interviews and people wanting to talk to her about her work, which is great. Mm-hmm. And um, a great way to move forward um, as well. And um, so it, pretty exciting times. We'll connect with you again soon um, to continue mm-hmm. our conversations. There's always something really interesting to talk about when you're on, Shannon. Um, <laughs> and I think um, a lot of people were looking for, looking, are looking for this sort of information, what we covered today on the vitamins. A bit of a shock, I know. You get a bit of a gut punch, I yep. know. You think you're doing good and you're like, what have I been I doing? Know. I fell for it again. I didn't it look hurts. into I didn't look into who's manufacturing this or what's really in it. You know, I'll you just put trust, those links it, up. trust the labels and yeah. yeah. Shoot me through any any other information you found as well as that one so I can add it into the podcast oh, yeah. Just put it on Skype. And okay. so any anything that you have or that you want to add in, I'll I'll link sure. it so our our listeners out there can have a look. So um, don't shoot the messenger, folks. Just let us know what they, they think. And we're just covering this type of research. And as soon as Shannon brought it up, I was already looking at it. And so mm-hmm. it was an instant connection there. And I thought, well, there you go. Things happen for a reason. Keys yeah. open doors. And this just feels, even though it hurts and it's a bit of a pain, um, it feels like the right way that we're learning this. And we're here to learn, folks. We're here to learn. And you do get tricked. And you do get scammed and you go through the wrong doors and in and out and everything, but that's life's lesson. And we must learn from this and we get better for it. 
And um, I'm glad to be learning all this now. It could have come too late. Thank God we're all in this position now and we're learning all this stuff and we're able to do this kind of podcast and get it out to folks. Um, it's very important that we're able to continue these types of podcasts in real alternative media, independent podcasting, uh, without being censored and ridiculed and pushed out um, and called conspiracy theorists. We must continue this kind of work and it's really important. So great to be here and uh, we will be on again soon. Um, Shannon, so please take care. All right, you too. Thanks so much.